Okay, no worries. So it's me, Dominic, and Danielle, and we're going to get going here in about three, two, one. Here we go. Okay, so we have big news. The Boomer Esiason Foundation is partnering with Johnson & Johnson for a first-of-its-kind True Heroes Cystic Fibrosis Nursing Program. The $1 million grant is aimed to certify nurses specifically in CF, and the TRUE acronym is for Teach, Respect, and Understand Those That Need Outstanding Care. Boomer, based on your experiences, how are CF nurses particularly apt at doing their jobs? Well, the one thing that we found out when Gunnar was diagnosed, just how important the nurse role is in the whole compliance issue and understanding the disease. Not only do they help us as parents, but they really help the patients understand their disease and all that goes into managing that disease. And when uh, Dominic Caruso and J&J came to us and they had this idea about uh, coordinating with us and collaborating with us on this True Heroes program, it was right up our alley. It, it fit our mission statement. Uh, we, uh, we fund a number of hospitals throughout the country within their CF wards. And now that uh, Gunnar is 25 years old and he too uh, can tell you firsthand how important the nurse is to his really development and understanding of the disease. This was a win-win situation for all that is involved. And not only do we want to help nurses within the cystic fibrosis community, we also want to give CF patients who want to be nurses themselves an opportunity to further their education. And that's why this grant is so important. And did playing for the Jets under the ownership of Woody Johnson have anything to do with that? <laughs> no, it, it really didn't. But, uh, you know, Woody is uh, obviously a very large shareholder uh, in Johnson & Johnson. And I know that he is aware of this particular program as Johnson & Johnson really rolled it out along with us a couple of weeks ago. And all I can tell you, it's been received very, very well across the landscape of the nursing community, whether they're CF nurses or cancer nurses or just general practitioner nurses. Uh, these are opportunities for all sorts of nurses across the uh, the wide landscape of healthcare. And uh, we have a phone call here from Dominic Caruso, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of Johnson & Johnson. He's also on the Board of Trustees of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Dominic, happy to have you here with us. Danielle and Boomer yeah. here. Yeah, thank you, Danielle. Okay, I'm so happy to be part of this. How did Johnson & Johnson choose to invest in cystic fibrosis in partnership with the Boomer Esiason Foundation? Well, Danielle, let me just take a little bit of a step back and just, uh, you may know this already, but, you know, we have a longstanding commitment to nursing overall, right. and we have a, a very prominent campaign for nursing's future that we launched in 2002. We've already invested about $75 million to promote nursing um, we uh, had a particular interest in the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Um, I can tell you because of a personal uh, interest I have. My grandson has cystic fibrosis, and my wife and I are um, delighted to support Boomer's Foundation, and we do so any way, any way we can. And we also um, are proud to say that the Johnson & Johnson corporate um, uh, support is has been coming to the Boomer Esiason Foundation over over several years. This was uh, you know coincidental because uh, we actually honored Alex Gorski at the Boomer Esiason Foundation uh, booming gala this year. Uh, we we thought about the best thing we could do consistent with our mission and where there was a need for uh, not just additional financial support but just an additional commitment something that would greatly improve the lives of uh, cystic fibrosis patients. And because of our connection with nursing and the need uh, that uh, Boomer just described mm -hmm. uh, and the importance of nursing and cystic fibrosis, it was just an absolute uh, match 
and it came at an opportune time, and we're very, very pleased and proud to be associated with Boomer and his foundation and continue our legacy of supporting nurses and now supporting nurses that are specifically uh, dedicated to improving the lives of uh, CF patients. So while the Million Dollar Grant aims to train 200 to 500 nurses currently, what is the Boomer Esiason Foundation and Johnson & Johnson's long-term goals for well, this? Well, our, our long-term goal and my long-term goal is pretty you know, specific. We want to cure the disease of cystic fibrosis, but while we're in the middle of that, we have to make sure that we improve the patient's lives. And the way that you do that is by making sure that you incentivize the professionals like the nurses to make sure that this is an area that they want to go into. And the way you do that is by educating them. And, and every CF nurse that you talk to will tell you the same thing that this is one of the areas where they get a lot of fulfillment out of their job mm -hmm. because they see these patients pretty much on a daily basis. It's such a long, hard road for the patients that they develop a very, very close relationship with them. They yeah. become part of the family. So for us, and I know that J&J &J feels the same way, uh, we don't ever want to take for granted that relationship in the cystic fibrosis community, and that's why we're doing this. So in the, mids in the meantime of raising money trying to you know, cure the disease and putting it into drug development, there is also another need for continuing the education within the CF nurse world. And we want to do that. We want to incentivize people to do this. And that's, I think, our real goal here to make sure that we are well-funded and well-fortified uh, with the CF nurses going forward. And Dominic? Yeah, to yeah, totally agree with Boomer. I mean, the ultimate goal is to is to find a cure for cystic fibrosis. And, you know, we often say that one day CF will stand for cure found instead of cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. But along the way, while we're doing that, there's still a need, and the need increases as the life expectancy of the patients also increase, which is a great thing, but it, it, uh, it does pose another challenge and another need, and we at Johnson Johnson are just pleased to be able to step up and meet that need and address that challenge mm -hmm. while never taking our eye off the ball that eventually... Uh, our mission is to find a cure. You know, the median age, Danielle, for cystic fibrosis patients when Gunnar was diagnosed in 93 was about 19 or 20. Yeah. And I remember uh, Gunnar's doctor telling me that, don't worry about it, he's going to graduate college, and I believe that he will be a father himself someday. Mm -hmm. And that doctor, Dr. Amin, at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital was prophetic because that's what we're starting to see now. Now the median age is starting to grow to 40. Double lung transplants are a little bit more commonplace than they were 10 years ago, a little bit more successful and they're giving people a second chance at life. So it's nursing, it's organ donation, it's help uh, drug development, it's educating the CF families on exercise and why that's so important to keeping them healthy, both physically and mentally. And uh, all I can tell you is that when you have a company the size of Johnson & Johnson taking an active role in a disease that is as small as cystic fibrosis, it does my heart wonders because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're not cancer, we're not erectile dysfunction, we're not all these other different uh, things that receive a lot of funding uh, by the United States government and companies like J&J, but they haven't lost sight of the significance of the successes that we've had in the fight against CF and the importance of those nurses to that success. Yeah, I might just add, Boomer, thanks for the kind words. I might just add, Danielle, you know, our, our mission at Johnson & Johnson is expressed in our credo. It's a very famous document written by our founder over 70 years ago. And obviously we're, we're in a business, but we also uh, do good for society. So one of the constituents of our credo, uh, in addition to patients and mothers and fathers, is communities and, and all others 
who do good works. And so as part of our mission as a corporation, we're supportive of uh, the efforts of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and Boomer and his foundation in particular as it relates to cystic fibrosis, regardless of any economic return that, uh, that we might get. In fact, this is not at all uh, geared to any kind of economic return for the company. It's simply part of our mission to do well and support the efforts uh, in our society mm-hmm. to improve the lives of, of everyone. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your call. And uh, we'll get rolling on the rest of the interview. Thank you so much. I Thank you, Dominic. It. Always great to talk to you. Boomer, same here. Great to talk to you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you, everybody. Okay, see you, guys. Bye-bye. See you, Arnie. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, so, Eddie, you'll hang up on them, and then Danielle and I can continue? Or do you want to continue? Or Yeah. Hey, Boomer, you know what? If I hang up, you're all going to be disconnected. So do you want me to just cut? Yeah, no, you you guys just go ahead and hang up. You just go ahead and hang up. All right, Boomer. Be good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, so so he's still taping us. Okay. okay. No, you don't need that. No. Okay, so um, turn your mic on. You got to put the mic on. There you go. Thank you. I'm a little new at this. Um, so um, May is uh, you know it's June now, but May was Cystic Fibrosis Month. It's a genetic disease. Just give the people just a brief. What is it? What is cystic? Fibrosis? Well, cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease. Uh, Gunner's mom and me both have a recessive gene trait mm-hmm. that we did not realize that we carried. Okay. And essentially what cystic fibrosis is, it's a two-pronged disease. It affects the digestive system of uh, cystic fibrosis patients in different degrees, depending on who the patient is. And all patients deal with some sort of lung involvement. And that's the main course of death in the disease, where the, the lungs basically don't filter themselves. They harbor airborne bacteria. The bacteria is fought off uh, every single day with some sort of antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we always worried about in, in the infectious disease world, the overuse of antibiotics and how these uh, bacterial strains uh, you know, basically gain um, resistance to the antibiotic therapy that these mm-hmm. patients deal with. So uh, it is an everyday fight that you have to fight the the mucus buildup in the lungs. And a lot of that mucus is due to your um, or their uh, immune system fighting their bacterial infections. Right. And the body creates this mucus, and that mucus basically kills the lungs. Right. So you have to uh, airway clearance every single day. And on a normal day where there isn't a major infection going on, I would say that it's probably close to an hour and a half to two hours a day. Uh-huh. Uh, where you have to do airway clearance. Uh, every time they eat, they have to eat enzyme tablets to help them digest their food. Uh, Gunner actually is on a feeding tube, so he gives himself 3,500 calories at night when he's sleeping. Gunner, your son. Gunner, my son, yes. And, you know, the bottom line is, wow. is that it's a very intensive, labor-intensive disease. And when the infections happen, you can tell because, you know, normally when we get sick, you can tell when we have a cold or something, we're going to be a little bit depressed. We're not going to have a lot of energy. So imagine living your life every single day like having a chest cold, uh, which is what they have to deal with. And when their bacterial infections become very uh, active and exacerbated, that's when you have to go on intravenous antibiotics. And that's when the big guns come out. And they usually go on for about 21 to 28 days of a therapy, which is not easy. Uh, But yet they most of them live their lives and they try to live around all that stuff. And uh, I'm very proud to say that Gunnar, at the age of 25, 
has learned to deal with all of that stuff like it's nothing, but we all know it's more than that. Yeah, I mean, you sound like Dr. Esaias on this topic, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Well, you know, it was interesting because I didn't really know much about cystic fibrosis, yeah. and then 89, 1989 came rolling around, and I won an award as the player of the year in the NFL in 1988. And in 89 of March, there was a dinner in Washington, D.C., and Frank DeFord was the featured speaker, and I had no idea what he was speaking on or that there was a charity component to this right. particular dinner. And Frank had lost his daughter, Alex, at the age of eight to cystic fibrosis. So that was my first foray into understanding what cystic fibrosis was. So I said to Frank, how can I help? Because I didn't have anything really in my life other than being a professional football player. I didn't right. have any kids. Right. And he said, well, go back to Cincinnati and you could be like the head or the face of cystic fibrosis. Yeah. So when Gunnar was born in 91 and then diagnosed in 93, you could probably imagine the irony and destiny that was attached with his yeah. diagnosis. Yeah, and uh, since speaking of going back to Cincinnati, you um, have the Gunner HSI in Lung and Cystic Fibrosis Center at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. How did that come about? Well, that was the first place that Gunner was diagnosed, but that was also the place that I became intimate uh, with cystic fibrosis prior to Gunner's birth. Right. And I saw how hard those nurses and doctors and mm -hmm. everybody worked to keep these kids alive. Right. And at that time in the late 80s, there were kids dying, you know, much like Alex yeah. uh, died at the age of eight before their 10th birthday. And it was really yeah. heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. So uh, when Gunner was uh, diagnosed there, uh, I was already involved with the hospital. Mm -hmm. We decided to, uh, you know, do whatever we possibly could to raise enough money to not only support the the pediatric center, which is really one of the best in the country, and we gave them money to rebuild and, and expand and everything else, but we also put money into a, a research grant chair to create uh, the, you know, the, the research aspect of it from that particular institution. And then we've been giving money to them pretty much every year just to make sure that everything is maintained and that cystic fibrosis patients in the Midwest have a very good hospital to go to. And, you know, what has transformed now is the need for adult centers. And we kind of knew that about 10 years ago when right. Gunner was about 15 years old. Yeah, And uh, it, it affects one in 3,000 Caucasian people. I found that from the Mayo <clears throat> Clinic, I think. Obviously, one of them is Gunner. Yes. Now, you said it's a recessive gene. You're, you and your wife both have to have it, that gene. Was that a total shock? When the diagnosis came, what was your what was going through your mind? Well, you know, the amazing thing is nowadays uh, you can go for pre-genetic screening. Okay. Mom and dad can go. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't right. matter. You know, there's a propensity of sickle cell in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's Tay-Sachs in the Jewish community. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things that you can go out and you can test for now. But that was never a thought back in the you know late 80s, early 90s, yeah. and obviously well even before that. So uh, now all of a sudden people are starting to understand the importance of genetic screening just so you know what the possibilities are, or you can take steps like in vitro fertilization to make sure that you don't have a CF child. But I would say this, you know, my life is better for having Gunner, you know, and, and there's something about having a special needs child. And I think any parent who truly is invested into their child's well-being, especially a special needs child, whether it be autism, mm -hmm. cancer, uh, cystic fibrosis, sickle cell, whatever it is, we benefit from having these kids in our lives because mm -hmm. they do inspire us. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, it's shocking, especially when you're a football player. Yeah, my, I was going to ask you, so what challenges did the Esiasins face at home with you being away yeah. a lot of the year? Well, football? you know, well, the thing is, is that football is unlike baseball, basketball, and hockey. Those, those guys are always on the road. Right. You know, so for us, uh, it's a little bit more uh, normalcy at, at home. You know, we, we have a nine-to-five job, mm -hmm. and we may be away for the weekends. Uh, and sometimes if you play in a different city and your kids are at home in New York, 
like it was the last two years of my career, that's a little tough because yeah. you because you as a dad end up missing some of the really important things in life yeah. in kindergarten and first grade. So that's one of the reasons why I did retire because I felt like the the distance between me and Gunnar was was just a little bit tough on him and on me. Right. So at the end of the day, for me, football gave me a platform to raise millions of dollars right. in this fight, yeah. about 130 million to date. And we've spent the money wisely. We are a four-star charity, according to Charity Navigator. We do everything we possibly say we can do with uh, the, the money that's entrusted to us to make a difference in the lives of CF patients. So uh, from a father's standpoint and a fundraiser standpoint, I'm very proud of those. And the, the physical limitations are well-documented. What are the? I wanted to talk about the psychological effects of that hmm. for you and for Gunner. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the physical limitations, everybody knows what they are. But, you know, the great thing is, is that kids now – are growing up with cystic fibrosis. They're playing football. They're playing soccer. They're playing lacrosse. They're singing. They're acting. They're swimming. He's you know, coaching. He's coaching now. He played. Uh, he play, still plays ice hockey, plays golf, goes out on a jet ski. I mean, he's very active, and that's the whole message of our foundation to right. the CF community. Be active. Get out there because it's, it's not only good for you physically, but it's really good for you mentally. And the mental burdens that I think these kids face – you know, sometimes, you know, we take for granted because we're not sure, you know, we because I think they're afraid to complain because mm. when they say that they're not feeling well, it means a trip to a hospital mm -hmm. and a trip to a hospital with that comes needles, blood work, right. pick lines, all the things that you and I would not want to go through, but they go through on a daily basis. Right. So there is a mental pressure that they deal with that is unforeseen. But those of us who live around a CF person know just how uh, how demanding that can be. And Gunnar, he's, um, in his own words, um, becoming a medical explorer. <laughs> um, I took that from his blog. Um, he's taking part in several medical studies for CF. Um, what is, has that experience been like for all of you guys? At home? Well, it's exciting because, you know, you're, you're maybe at the forefront of a new drug development. And the reason that Gunnar has been able to live to the age of 25 be as active as he's been, go to college, graduate from Boston College, is because of all those families that went before us right. and all those kids and all those adults who had cystic fibrosis that took place or took part in those drug trials previous to Gunner's diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So I think he feels, and I can only go by what he says, so when I say this, I, I, I've heard this come out of his mouth, a responsibility to those families that have gone before him yeah, and for those kids that are coming after him. And hopefully by him being a part of these drug trials, He's setting the example for others to become a part because this is how this thing's going to get cured. Right, right. Um, and just at his blog, I came across a really poignant line in it. It says, it is no secret that I'm living with something inside me that causes great pain, sadness, and death. He's 25 now. And according to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, now it's about 30 years life expectancy? Well, 40, you know, 40. And, and, and that's due in large part because there is double lung transplants that are right. taken uh, to a part of that. But the double lung transplant is not easy. Yeah. And and Gunnar's realistic when he writs. You know, he was an English major at Boston no, College. Writing. He's very funny. He's <laughs> uh, he he has a great personality. It's he's he's like a very hardcore kind of like conservative, you know, bite the lip type of uh, comedy and humor to him. But I love him for it because, you know, the one thing that he, he will always say in all of his blogs is that he makes no excuses for having cystic fibrosis. And he will not let that dominate him, and he won't let people push him around because of it. And that's something that I truly respect. And you guys play in a, a father-son hockey league? <laughs> yes. Heard that gets pretty intense. Right, it does. <laughs> We've had a team now for about eight years, and uh, it's called the Wasps. The, the wasp. Long Island Wasps, yes. Uh, so <laughs> it, there's a little double entendre there. But I, I can only tell you that. 
Uh, when he and I play together and uh, we're on the ice, I don't even think of him having cystic fibrosis. Yeah. I just think of him as another one of my teammates. Yeah. And that's why he gets the wrath of me, just yeah. like everybody else does. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. You know, my son is 25. He's playing yeah. hockey with me. And I don't look at him as if he has cystic fibrosis in that vein. I know he does because I can hear him coughing and I can see what he's spitting up because right. of the uh, the exercise. But uh, as he would always say, you know, Dad, you never feel sorry for me. Well, I do, but not on the ice. Yeah, That's where I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just have um, one of my one friends, acquaintances, has CF. Um, they donate to the Team Boomer Foundation. I'm going to just play a short video. which I'll, Okay, I'll sure. I'd love in. to see that. And... Uh, she has a little set going. You know, that's an awesome, awesome message. And when I get messages like that, which uh, whether they come in uh, handwritten form, emails, text messages, videos, uh, it just does my heart really uh, great to, to know that people out there appreciate everything that's going on. But, you know, those families are just as important as we are. We're all mm -hmm. on the same team. Mm -hmm. As far as the antibiotic use, you know, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I, I don't profess to be. It may sound like yeah, I know what yeah, I'm talking about. Sure. But uh, I do know this. Uh, Gunner's 25 years old now. Mm -hmm. He knows his body better than any, any of us. Right. When he was younger, his mom, uh, my wife Cheryl, she was the one that could diagnose a problem in a minute. She knew when he was not feeling well, which I'm sure most CF moms have their pulse on their, on their patient child, oh, yeah. and they can tell. Um, you know, we've always felt that uh, treating Gunner aggressively to get him to feel as be as good as he possibly can was the best way to handle it and never take anything for granted. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about 10 weeks from now. I'm worried about today right. and how am I going to get him better. And I think if you ask him at the age of 25, he would probably tell you now as an adult that decides his own medical care uh, that that's the way it should be. Be as aggressive as you can be. But again, I'm not a doctor and I don't offer advice for it. So uh, you got to do what's comfortable for you. And um, just in conclusion here, Team Boomer every year raises about a million dollars. Yep. Um, how can people get involved with the Boomer Esiason Foundation to raise money? Well, it's very easy. Esiason.org is there. You will see every single one of our programs. Team Boomer happens to be one of our most successful programs mm -hmm. because we're asking families, uh, patients, friends of patients uh, to get involved in an activity where they can help raise money but also shine a light on cystic fibrosis. And when we do have cystic fibrosis patients participating in our Team Boomer events, 
it's amazing. Whether they're running the marathon, the half marathon, the 5K in, in Central Park, swimming events, biking events. Uh, we just had Jerry's and M's bike adventure where they rode over 500 miles, and both of them are cystic fibrosis patients. Yeah. So the, these are the things that people can do if they want to get involved with Team Boomer. Just go to asiason.org. It's all right there. It's all laid out. And if you are a new family or a new friend of a CF patient, all the information regarding cystic fibrosis mm -hmm. podcast videos, all the information that we could possibly think of mm -hmm. from uh, pediatric all the way up to adult CF care and uh, how you should carry yourself, it's all explained on our website. And that's probably the thing uh, that I'm also very, very proud of. Off the top of your head, the next event coming up. Uh, our next event will be our July running event, okay. our 5K in Central Park, and it's the early part of July, and there's still room to get involved and come out and run for us. All right. Well, there you go. You guys have it. Um, <laughs> Boomer, I told you before, uh, this is a dream come true. My first Jetster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad, Danielle, and I just wish I could have brought you a Super Bowl. Oh, well, maybe this year. Maybe this year. It would be great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. <sighs> Sorry. That was great.